Welcome to Shoot to the Top, a podcast for professional photographers with web designer and marketer Sam Holland and professional photographer with over 20 years in the industry, Marcus Ahmad. Hey, hi there, Sam. How are you doing? Very good, Marcus. How are you? Yeah, very well. The sun is shining. Work's coming in. What more can I say? Thank you very much. Okay, on today's show, we've got a guest who is super exciting. I hope you're going to love her as much as we do. Her name is Christine, and she's from the Creative Startup Academy. Christine, tell us a little bit about more, a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Marcus. Hello, Sam. Again, lovely hello. to be here. Thank you for the invitation, and hello, everyone who's listening. <laughs> so, I'm Christine. I have founder of the Creative Startup Academy. Um, I started my entrepreneurial journey about 11 years ago. Before that, I was working marketing design agencies. Um, and now I'm supporting entrepreneurs on their startup journey to create successful businesses around the globe um, with my Creative Startup Academy. And that's me in a nutshell. There's lots more cool. to talk about me, obviously, because I'm an <laughs> extremely interesting person. However, to give a quick introduction <laughs> about who I am, that's me. Thank you. Amazing. Thanks, Christine. So, Christine, um, I guess we're a podcast about uh, photography, so we're going to talk a little bit about photography. So I understand you've kind of got a wide range of experience of working with photographers in all sorts of different places and roles. Yes, yeah, I, I do, actually. I, um, Of course, apart from taking passport f- pictures... <laughs> <laughs> which is probably not what we're going to talk about today, um, is that when I used to work and was employed, uh, let's say I'm, I'm still working, of course, having my own business. But when I was employed, um, there also we had uh, photographers that were um, taking headshots of me and they were very different to the photo shootings I do these days um, because uh, I'm, I've worked with a range of photographers that are friends or, or, and not friends. And these friends that I'm talking about were professional photographers um, that uh, were taking and are taking pictures of myself. Um, I was in studios. I was outside. I was um, in nature uh, and still am. Um, and these days, I have to say, um, I travel a lot. And my fiance is obsessed with taking pictures for me and of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So everywhere we go turns into a photo shooting until I say, OK, enough, enough. I don't want any more. Um, because uh, every time we go somewhere within a week, I, I have about, I don't know, a thousand pictures that I actually can use also for all kind of purposes so it depends and i guess that's what we're going to talk about as well what the purpose is and why do you take these actually are these for social media profiles are these for social media posts are these for the website um what is it all for and um yeah so interesting um how they're all a bit different as well depending on if you know the person or not (laughs) So do you want to talk about a little bit about working with the professional photographers when you were when you were working a little bit about how you found that Um, any interesting stories you got working with them or sort of things you liked working with them things Mm -hmm. you didn't like Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, 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 I can for sure. So when um, this there were headshots done for. Um, by also when I was employed or still um, already were not employed but had my own business but working for universities for example they had their photographer I have to say there's 
um, not as much attention to detail, um, maybe because they're more, more like mass photography. And you could see, for example, in one photo, my, my earring was not in my ear, but in my hair. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you should have seen that. <laughs> you can't use that. Um, apart from that, I mean, uh, really not at the university, but other ones, like I said, when I was employed, uh, the typical pose, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert. Uh, you, you are, um, Marcus Moore, uh, the, in the photography world as well, of course. Um, but the typical, okay, a bit from above, uh, to have the headshot done, um, looking up and the head a bit tilted like this and that. So they were, uh, it was a very unnatural way mm. to take the picture. Uh, there was no warming up. There was, uh, okay, look into the camera. I'm here on a little ladder. Um, look up. I'm going to take a picture of you. Oh. Smile. No, don't show your teeth. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, wow. Without even using a picture or something afterwards or saying, oh, can I see? Can I, can we do another one? Because in this case, I wasn't the one that paid them, but my boss was and they, didn't care too much about what I wanted to say. <laughs> so um, I, I, that wasn't the nicest experience, let's say, because it was no. without warming up, just okay, because it had to get done like 40 people in a row. Yeah. Um, and so, so it would be like interesting a, to... Interesting what you mm. thought of the photo afterwards, because my, my suspicion is you, you wouldn't like it and you knew you wouldn't like it as soon as it was taken. Um, well, I, I didn't know that I didn't like it. Uh, however, yeah. I knew uh, not. Yeah, I, I knew. Okay, who knows what this is going to be? <laughs> and when I saw it, I didn't like it as yeah. well. And I wouldn't like it these days either because it was very unnatural. Um, was also very corporate with a, with a suit, uh, jacket, and things like that, uh, which I wouldn't necessarily dress anymore. But that's just of the nature of my business now. Of course, when you're employed, you you have to. Um, fit that image of that company and that's okay and then they put all the pictures of the people in the frame and in the entrance of the agents oh. <laughs> and i was like no <laughs> but that's okay yes i think what you're you know that style of photography shooting down or being in a ladder or whatever it's you know it's it's it seems to me to be very dated um even though it wasn't a long time ago and it's amazing how headshot photography profile photography uh, has moved on so much in these last few years really and when I tend to shoot profile photos I always tend to shoot lower down so you're below the subject and that gives the subject a lot more gravitas makes them look a lot more like an authority figure um certainly shooting down on people diminishes the effect and so yeah that's I, and I agree that is more of a modern style so, yeah, it's interesting to hear from your experience there, Christine. Very interesting. I mean, it is a long time ago, of course, yeah. but, um, well, like you say, things moved on and also I moved on. I do have to say, I do know my photogenic side, which is uh, my left side. I do not like yes. pictures being taken from my right side or front on, um, which is sometimes a bit difficult uh, when you have to. Um, uh, there's a few pictures that come out and maybe just one is enough, for example, for a LinkedIn profile or something that then I like from the front and stuff like this. But, um, so for me, it's also difficult if a photographer tells me, no, I want you on this side. And I say, no, believe me, I do yes. not want this. And yeah. I'm like pushed into, if it's not your decision and you're not paying the person, I will take the picture on this side. 
Um, so that's also a bit of a, hmm. um, moving on to when I started my business and I had to obviously get some pictures done, um, for my yeah. website for maybe freshing up on, um, social media and on, on profile pictures and things like that. Luckily enough, um, my best friend, uh, was a photographer that, back then. <laughs> See, she specialized on uh, wedding photography, but of course she knows about photography and she was all about, um, the documentary style when we talk about photography in the wedding world as well, but also more natural, not staged too much kind of uh, pictures. Of course, we did some poses because I knew I'm going to need those uh, FAQ section. I wanted to have a questioning phase, <laughs> things like that. But that's also the thing. You, you as the person who is photographed, need to know what you actually want the pictures for because I think it's impossible for the photographer to take the right pictures and make you happy as a client if you are not uh, precise with your with your briefing, like in everything in business, it's the same. If you're building websites, uh, you will or a logo, get a logo done or something. If you don't give a good briefing, um, then uh, you will not get the results you want. So in that case, um, we already had some things. You, I, I knew. Okay, I need them in portrait and I need them in landscape. Mm-hmm. I need them in this resolution and I want them in these kind of situations with these kind of poses and I want to use them for the following. So in this case, obviously, she knew how much she needs to have around me to be able to crop in later on if I wanted. Um, how much of my body will be shown? Um, if it's black and white or color. So we had a mix of things. Um, also for presentations I was using and are still using, not, not these photos anymore because that's 11 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I've changed, uh, and my hair longer and everything and grayer. Um, however, um, so that was completely different experience. First of all, because she was my friend. So I was completely yeah. natural. She made me laugh and she took pictures while I was laughing from the heart and the belly instead of uh, the the smiles <laughs> yeah, for the picture. So I'm I'm quite good at posing now, that's okay. However, um that was extremely um different to any other experience I had before. Um and we were doing everything outside. And uh, that was interesting as well because obviously people were walking by. Luckily enough, I'm oh, a very okay. confident person. I don't <laughs> mind what people care about me. <laughs> When they walk by, I do a lot of filming outside as well. Also, if I have hundreds of people around me that, what is she doing? I, I luckily don't care too much. Um, <laughs> what's interesting and what's also happened here now, whilst I'm in Italy and doing new pictures, uh, of course, um, I um, took a lot of clothing with me to have not just like five pictures in the same clothing in different kind of poses, but um, I had uh, we had the car full of clothes, uh, different tops, different dresses, and everything. And I was changing, so I was doing all kind of poses in, with all kind of backgrounds outside. Um, we found a lovely colored wall, or we found a nice green um, bush uh, and stuff where we took the pictures. But then I had to change the clothes, and we were, for example, the colored wall was on a super busy roundabout here where I live. <laughs> oh wow! So, how do you how do you change there without everyone just stopping on the roundabout doing accidents? Of course, uh, seeing a half naked <laughs> lady getting dressed uh, for for the photo shoot. Well, we tried to to hide a bit behind the the car door, and he, uh, the photographer, in this case, my fiance, was holding up like a towel so I can actually change. And I have to say, in this day, we 
we had about three or four hours with five different locations and we shot about 800 pictures that I'm able wow. to use. Wow. Yeah. Um, so very productive, but because we both were prepared, we both knew exactly what we're doing. You can also have a day and get one photo out of that. Yeah. Um, so I think so, that all depends on the preparation. Yeah. So that's interesting. Because last, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking to somebody and she was talking about the photographer preparing. But yeah, we haven't actually talked so much about actually as a, as a subject that you need to prepare, like you say, yeah. both for thinking about clothes, thinking about what you actually want out of it because yeah if you go to a photographer and you don't tell them what you want they're not a mind reader they yeah you, you know if you don't like any of the photos that's one thing but you've got to you've got to tell them what you want or they you know where do they start what what are they yeah they, they you're making it impossible for them you're sort of going to lose before you begin and it's yeah, i'm going to put that, that responsibility oh. sorry i i just wanted to answer that because i want to put that responsibility on the photographer though because most people do not know how to brief a photographer yes. And the photographer needs mm. to tell them, I need yeah. to know where you want to use this for. The photographer needs to maybe educate most yeah. of their clients. Um, okay, if you want to use it for social media, you probably need it in this and that format because someone else, these days the world is a selfie world. Everyone usually takes pictures on their phone in portrait mode um, in a strange angle and you can see that they hold it with their hand instead of having a light and a tripod or something mm -hmm. like that. And this, um, I think, can people will see that. Also, if that person thinks, oh, no, that's good enough. I'm going to use that. Um, and having podcasts myself or other things where I ask people for photographs, this is a real challenge sometimes. And I explain to them, it needs to have space around you because it needs to fit in that frame and that layout. And if you don't have the space, then it will cut off your head or um, don't have people around you because you, um, I won't have the, um, the okay um, to use that afterwards if there's other people on there. So um, for me, I would like to play that back and say, please, every photographer, prepare something and be prepared that people won't read what you send them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People never so, read yeah. what they send. <laughs> no, they don't. It's interesting, yeah, Sam. We were, as you said, we were discussing this with Charlotte, weren't we? This idea about how the photographer works with the client. And it's, you also mentioned there, Christine, about the photographer's not listening. And, um, I, I want, you know, back, back in the day when you had your first photo shoot, uh, and then you went to a documentary type wedding photographer and you had a much more empathic approach to it. And it's interesting to me. I wonder, People get very worried about being photographed. I mean, to the point of being very anxious about having a photo shoot and don't like having their photos taken. And I do wonder if that's where that idea has stemmed from, where basically photographers did not listen in the early days. I think so, yes. A lot has to do with that and then a lot of confidence, of course. If people don't like yeah. themselves in pictures um, because maybe they didn't have a good picture taken um because i've met so many uh, photographers that really say okay you get two pictures and not, not uh, they didn't work with me but they they if if i meet them in a networking event okay if you want a portrait of yourself and you get two pictures for me and you will love them but they spend half a day at least with them because you warm up you talk you explain things yes. you show maybe pictures in between you 
you ask for feedback whilst you, I would assume, um, whilst you um, take the pictures and then the end result will be great. Um, I think another thing I would like to touch on, um, and that would be interesting to hear from you as well, is the retouching bit afterwards. Hmm? So I had, for example, a picture taken uh, at the university and I had a cold sore on my lips which looked awful and red. <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm... but I, we had to take the picture on that day because the yeah, photographer was booked yeah. for that day. And I said, if you can, just this little bit, can you take make this disappear less red in the picture? Oh, yeah, I will. Never did. Okay. <laughs> didn't didn't bother. I didn't use the picture. But anyway, um, I'm not a massive fan of getting retouched a lot or something afterwards. And I don't know what the norm is. I know retouchers uh, do some, and not the retouchers, the photographer does some retouching, probably for the lightning and sweat or uh, and complexion and things like that. And if you have a specific style, if we're talking about weddings, I, I know about this because, like I said, my friend is a wedding photographer. You have a specific style. You put a specific preset and, and filter, let's call it, um, mm -hmm. on top. Mm -hmm. So it fits that if, if that's what you do and that's what the client wants. Um, but yeah, I would like, uh, I would be interesting to hear what you think about retouching the picture and how much is in there. And I've seen lately as well on, on TV somewhere where they retouch extremely the person, like, like a TikTok filter or something. So you look wow. completely like a different person and they ask the people and the people say, Oh yeah, that's a nice picture. So I'm more of being authentic and looking yeah. real in the picture. Um, but I don't know what yes. your thoughts are on this. I mean, it's a great question and it's a great debate. And it's a debate that's been going on for a long time within photography. I mean, you know, the first photography was invented in the 1850s and the first retux photograph came out in 1854. So, you know, it's been <laughs> going on for a long time. Um, it's a conversation that you have to have with the clients, you know, and we're talking here about commercial business photography. And really, you mentioned the word authentic, and that's paramount. So heavy retouching really should not be encouraged. But removing an odd blemish that might be this, it's, it's an, a temporary blemish is certainly something the photographer should be open to doing. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. like, like you, the situation you had, indeed. I mean, just maybe just to move on, uh, Christine, and obviously your specialisation is working with startups, uh, creative startups. Maybe you can just give us a few tips for our listeners out there, something that you can give us an overview, one or two things that would be a great advice for a photographer starting out in the industry. Well, one thing is, uh, don't be discouraged that there's photographers out there. I mean, that's for every, if everyone that wants to make themselves, uh, self-employed who wants to start their own business, they say, oh, but there's so many out there. Um, finding your style and having a personality, I think is important. Not only on the pictures. Okay. I'm using this preset or I do this or, um, and we're talking about niche as well. Of course, you can, um, specialize in portraits you can specialize in a documentary style in a uh, in landscape photography in animal photography um in uh, pregnancy in in whatever um however i think one of the main things is people want to have a photographer they can connect with and trust with so most people i know and also me i would not book someone that i have not met before and just saw online I would um, want to start um, 
building a connection and a relationship with that person. This way also your clients will be much more relaxed <laughs> when you take the pictures because yeah. they know you and you know them. Um, and then, um, yeah, so building a personality for yourself. So, so business networking, which we talked about before, is a really good place then you're thinking for photographers yes. so that those connections can be built. For sure. And then, of course, having a portfolio, because one thing is the photographer yeah. and the person to connect with. But the other one is um, to see what they actually do. And then the client will decide with their gut. They, they're not going to decide, oh, um, he's having 10 years experience. But if I don't like the style, I will not book that photographer. Um, so these are two main things, building your portfolio portfolio and um, even if you take pictures of your family if they let you to have something on your website if you want um, and um, get that done and I think a lot of depending on the industry that you want to go into um, like fairs work really well as well yeah. where people meet you so obviously yeah, like the that's the kind fairs. of networking yeah. let's call it mm -mm. for sure and then uh, another thing I would really recommend is networking with other photographers because oh. a lot of referrals will come from them if they are, don't have time or if they think they're not a good fit and they know you yeah. they will refer to you especially of course i'm talking about wedding uh, for example again that was really well there if they need a second shooter or if they yeah. can't because they're already booked for the date they will refer you and i think that's for all photographers as well so build a network of course where you meet potential clients, build your personality, but also network with other photographers to be in their mind so that referrals might come from there. And you might find great groups and you might meet up from time to time as well. You all have the same challenges. You have new technology, new things to, to talk about. Um, and, uh, yeah, and build up your portfolio, even if you don't get paid for it, but even with friends and family so that people understand your style and what you're for and be, precise on what you want to offer so i i had a call the other day for example with someone that said i want to go into this um documentary style and all authentic and just in the moment taking the pictures and then he was telling me oh i have the studio here where people pose oh. and i was like but <laughs> but how how yes how can you i so it does not match don't because he then said in the same sentence oh i want to get them here in my studio i said no but that's not so it's great if you want to do studio photographer do that but if you want to go into that direction, that doesn't match. You don't need your studio, um, these kind of things. So don't be clear in your message and um, in your style. Build a portfolio, build a network with photographers and potential clients. That's brilliant advice uh, there, Christine, brilliant advice. And presumably, uh, you obviously, you mentioned you work with quite a lot of photographers. And what I'll do is I'll put your... Um, details in the show notes so our, our listeners can get in touch with if they need some help yes yeah i'm always happy to connect and have a chat people can connect with me on linkedin anyway and check out what i'm doing and the photographs i have <laughs> amazing brilliant. that's brilliant and mark is talking about people connecting um we also have the um shoot to the top newsletter that people can sign up to so they can go to website for photographers that's with the number four forward slash podcast you can sign up to the newsletter there and you'll get the podcast sent to your inbox you'll get transcripts and all sorts of extra goodies information um and we talk about coming on the podcast too so yeah go over there sign up and um get the shoot to the top podcast Christine, thank you so much for joining us. It's been really interesting, really informative. I'm sure our listeners will have learned an awful lot of stuff. That's been amazing. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. You can like and subscribe on your usual podcast platform. You can find Sam and Marcus on LinkedIn and at website for photographers.co.uk forward slash podcast. See you next week. Thank you.